the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ, I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Monday afternoon. Thank you for joining me. Hope you had a good weekend. I know I say that every Monday, but I mean it. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you were in a good, solid, Bible-believing church yesterday. Hope you were able to accomplish things, get some rest. That's what the Sabbath is supposed to be about, honoring God and uh, getting some rest. Um, So I hope you did. Uh, Joy and I had, we just had a remarkable weekend Got to spend some time on Saturday with some dear friends, just a really precious time. And then uh, yesterday, uh, with one of our grandkids and two of our great-grandkids. And uh, I'm not old enough to have great-grandkids. Well, yeah, I do. Uh, we just we had a wonderful time with um, family. Yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon. So, it was uh, it was a good, good, good weekend. And <clears throat> my phone just went off. I hope you didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we had a good weekend. I hope. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> now let's try that again. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. We certainly did. Uh, I am all for this. A lot of people are up in arms about this. Uh, Conservatives and liberals alike are disagreeing with this. But uh, moderate Democrat Governor John Bell Edwards down in Louisiana signed into law a statute, it's HB8, that requires the national motto, In God We Trust, to be placed prominently in every single classroom in the state. 
Now, I know why the liberals would be bent out of shape about that, but some conservatives are saying, well, why should we mandate that? Well, that is our national motto. And some are saying, well, it's not going to do any good. Some juvenile delinquent is not going to turn from their wicked ways just by saying, in God we trust, on the wall. Uh, Maybe not. But it will be a constant daily reminder that this is what our nation was founded upon, that our founding fathers believed with all of their hearts that all of our freedoms come not from government, but from God. That is so abundantly clear. Our founding fathers believed and practiced in God we trust. In the 60s, the Supreme Court basically removed God from the schools. Uh, This is a way to return God to the schools. Again, is this going to bring about some kind of national revival? Of course not. But it will be a reminder to students and staff that this is what our country was founded on. Uh, The new law says, quote, The nature of the display shall be determined by each governing authority with a minimum requirement that the national model shall be displayed on a poster, or framed document that is at least 11 inches by 14 inches. The model shall be the central focus of the poster or frame document and shall be printed in a large, easily readable font. Good for them. Uh, Other states that have adopted similar requirements, Arkansas, Florida, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Texas. Ohio, not yet, although it has been discussed down at the State House for uh, several years. Of course, the liberals uh, are screaming that this is a violation of the separation of church and state. Well, you don't have to be a constitutional expert to know that this in no way violates the separation of church and state. Of course, most—well, I started to say most most liberals. I would say probably most individuals believe that the words separation of church and state are actually in the Constitution. That would not be true. Now, I would expect you folks, because you're smarter than the average bear— uh, I would expect for that you folks know that those words are not found anywhere in the uh, Constitution, uh, the Declaration of Independence. No. Those words come, and again, for those of you who know, please forgive the repetition, but for those who do not, you need to know this. Those words come from a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to a group of Baptists in Danbury, Connecticut. At that time, Connecticut was actually founded by a group of Baptists. Most of that area was settled by Baptists. And they had fled Great Britain 
because there was no religious freedom. There was a state church. It was the Church of England. The king was the head of the government. The king was also the head of the church. And if you were not a member of the state church, you were very limited as to what you were allowed to do in the government. The church, a particular—not just the church, a particular denomination, the Church of England, was the official church of the state. And uh, many of those who came to America in its infancy came here for freedom of religion. So anyway, as the Founding Fathers were drafting the Constitution— This group of Baptists were very concerned about their liberty and their freedom, and so they wrote to Thomas Jefferson, and they were asking him, uh, this new constitution that you are writing, is it in any way, shape, or form going to infringe upon our religious freedom? And Thomas Jefferson wrote back and basically said, I want to assure you This is not going to be Great Britain. We are not going to interfere in anything you say or you do in your church, what you believe, what you teach, what you preach, because in the Constitution, we are going to be establishing a wall of separation of church and state. Now, again, the only time those words occur are in one letter, written by Thomas Jefferson to a group of Baptists in Connecticut. And what he meant was, the government will never come into the church. We will never interfere with what you do in the church. Now, fast forward to today, and the common interpretation is, number one, it's actually in the Constitution. It is not. And number two, It is a wall to keep all religion and all churches out of the government. That was not the intention of Thomas Jefferson. You don't have to be a constitutional expert to understand that. The wall that Thomas Jefferson was referring to was to keep the government out of the church, not the church out of the government. Say, well, Bob, how do you know that? Uh, Chaplains appointed to the House of Representatives and to the Senate, church services being held in the House of Representatives on Sunday, church services being held in the Supreme Court building on Sundays for many years. There is a great deal of church influence on government in government. The wall was to be one way. Well, the liberals have flipped the one way of the wall of separation of church and state. And uh, this law will not be overturned because the Supreme Court has dealt with this. So uh, I'm all for it. Good for the state of Louisiana. Uh, It went into effect Tuesday of last week, uh, this coming fall. Every classroom in the state of Illinois, of, of Louisiana will have to uh, promote and display in a prominent way in God we trust. Good for them. I'm all for it. 
All right, we're going to take a break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE, and we'll return. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live on this Monday afternoon. And we're immediately going to go to the phones, and we have the privilege of talking to Al in my hometown of Westerville. Hey, Al, welcome. How are you today? We're doing well, Bob. Uh, greetings from the bunker here in wonderful Westerville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna find out where that bunker is, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to publish the uh, the address where your <laughs> underground bunker is. <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm glad. <sighs> I'm glad uh, the commercial they they ran for voting yes on issue one ran. Um, there's been a lot of um, I've talked with a, with a number of people and they don't understand what it is. So in simplicity, if uh, issue one passes, that means you have majority rule, 50 percent plus one vote to change the Ohio Constitution. Now, why are we trying to do this? Because we're trying to forestall what they're pushing down down on the November ballot, which is the right to make reproductive decisions, including abortions amendment, along with one legalizing recre- recreational marijuana. Uh, by changing our Ohio Constitution, we align our Constitution with the U.S. Constitution, which requires a two-thirds majority. It will also require that if you're going to do ballot initiatives, you're going to have to get representative signatures from all Ohio counties. Right, right, right now, the way it is, uh, if uh, the people that basically control the votes in Ohio are in Hamilton, Franklin, uh, Montgomery, and I forget the other, <laughs> other county, Miami, uh, Miami County and Dayton. Yeah. Well, I, I, Al, I, I don't believe I've ever seen so much misinformation, disinformation, outright lies, and hysteria about a, a ballot initiative. And some of it is just absolutely ludicrous and re- ridiculous. Uh, if issue one passes, it will be impossible to amend the state constitution. No, it won't. It will just be difficult, and it should be difficult. It should be difficult. And it will have nothing to do with passing of laws, passing of legislation. It will have nothing to do with any of that. It'll it'll slow it down. I mean, the Ohio Constitution, I think, at last count since it was adopted back in 18-whatever year the state, state state was formed, 1803, I think. It's been amended 90, 
93 or 94 times. <laughs> well, not, actually, time. actually, it's over 200. Over 200. Over 200. And what? And and one of those things that we got that we got is the uh, state lottery, which is supposed to help education. All it yeah, did was right. uh, was uh, take the numbers business away from the mafia. Yeah, <laughs> right. Crime. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Basically, made the mafia legal. There's also other amendments which I've gotten, which people have told me that they're that they're drafting, if they if they're able to go and preclude a. a Issue one, uh, issues on transsexual, uh, on transsexuals, uh, issues regarding the Second Amendment. Yeah. There's a whole laundry <clears throat> list. It's it, it's the liberal, socialist, and I'll throw in communist wish list. Well, and the Columbus Dispatch and other outlets have made a big deal that out-of-state money has come in in support of issue one. And that is true. There there is always out-of-state money. I don't care what you're doing, but what they have not reported, or at least most have not, is four times as much out-of-state money has been poured into the state to oppose issue one. Four times as much money has been brought into the state of Ohio from radical leftist organizations outside the state to oppose Issue 1. And uh, I've said it before, I don't mean it in a pejorative manner, but every time I see a no on Issue 1 sign in front of somebody's yard, I just shake my head and think, you're not really thinking. You are not really thinking. Well, and the sad thing is, I've talked to... People who are, people who I've thought, who I, who I've thought are solid, born again Christians, and then they tell me they're going to go and vote on it. And then when I, some of them have already voted. So you know, if you if you voted early, you voted voted early. I voted early the early to support this the first day uh, we had early balloting because I'm not going to be able to go to a polling place. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow. Well, we're uh, we're headed over first thing in the morning. We are going to be voting, and uh, I'm going to be voting yes, and I'm encouraging everybody else to vote yes. Thanks, Al. God bless you. Always good you to too, talk Bob. to you. Quick break. We'll be back with more Bob Bernie Live. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.